Happy Independence Day, everybody, and welcome back to Life's a Garden. Today's guest is a military veteran. He served nine years in the Army National Guard, primarily as a tank gunner. He currently owns his own construction business and is raising a family. We talk about all of that, plus much more. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Dan Croker. Well, Dan, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Thanks, Dakota. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you very much for your service. All right. Um, <laughs> you brought some whiskey here? Sure did. Tell me about it. What? All right. So we got ourselves some Woodford Reserve. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Just a, uh, just a bourbon. Right on. Uh, I don't know. As you can tell, I'm kind of Good. a whiskey guy. I got so. that Irish blood in me, so. <laughs> we'll open up here. Yeah, let's try it out. I'm sure. It's always a good way to start a podcast, right? Yeah, for sure. From Kentucky is what we were saying before. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cheers to that. Cheers, my friend. Ooh, that's nice. That's pretty good. I like that. Right on. Hey man, so how's it going? Oh, it's going, man. Size this heat. <laughs> Killing me. Yeah. Working outside all day? Oh, God, yeah. Well, I work in that shop, so it's like... it. Uh, it's like an oven. It right. just... It's always at least five degrees hotter than it is outside, so... Yeah. I know. Uh, that's kind of how my day's been. I, uh, it's building a... Uh, office inside of a shop right now so oh yeah no ac no nothing it's just just as hot <laughs> right no wind you do construction then right you do, do construction okay yes. and you own your own business is that right i do well let's uh, go ahead and plug that right away uh -huh. all right so i guess it's uh dc construction of montana uh, i've been doing it for a couple of years on my own just going full bore and then uh yeah working a uh side job also or a full-time job at the same time i guess so right and uh really getting after it i guess <laughs> yeah well so how long have you been doing that then so i've been doing this for five years now okay and then uh i did it for two years just full board it alone and cutting back a little bit lately just because the kids are getting a little bit older now sure so getting some more time to just spend some time with the family and stuff like that so well that kind of works out in a way too then because you, you had time to you know build the company and do all right. that and then now that the kids are getting older you have more time to right yeah, yeah to take off and do all that stuff so definitely that's cool yeah. um how's like building clientele with something like that uh well it's all word of mouth i mean the whole thing i mean that's really your main driving force behind everything is whether or not you do a good enough job that people talk to their friends talk to their family and pick you up more jobs and then of course i have jen and she uh Talks to everybody at Toyota, so <laughs> right on. Well, uh, gets I'll, lots uh, of clients from them. So, do you have like a website or something? No, no. Oh, okay, uh, Facebook page or anything like that? Nope. Just okay, literally well. word of mouth, and that is it. Okay, so. well, we'll we'll 
plug it a couple times then okay, just cool. just to make yeah, sure. Yeah. I was gonna leave a link or something, but right, yeah, yeah. but we'll we'll mention it here at the beginning and then at the end sometime too. Perfect. So. Yeah. Cool. Um. So this is kind of the Fourth of July episode, right? And I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about your military service. Yeah. So let's just start with that. Um. Give me like just a brief overall like your what branch you were in how long you were in yeah cool so uh i was in the army national guard i was in for nine years got out as an e5 uh i was 19 kilo tanker um so i went and shot the big gun and that's uh basically what i did the entire time i was in so okay uh had one deployment to iraq and uh other than that i mean we went to romania once that was pretty cool Oh right on! Yeah, so so you got to see a little bit. You got to travel. I've, yeah, I've always heard that's like the coolest part about. Yeah, so uh, it is the coolest part, but it seems like though we got to travel around quite a bit, they always sent us like the worst places that we could go, and so I got to see a lot of deserts. Right, which I uh, guess that kind of makes sense. Like that's right. kind of the job in a way. Yeah. It's like you're not on vacation, but <laughs> but that so uh what did you? What was your uh, mission? Like your deployment for Iraq and all? So that we did convoy security. Uh, it was in 2010. Um, we basically uh, made sure that trucks made it around the country, from base to base, made it there safely. Um, we were in our up armored trucks. They were uh, um, MRAPs, and so we would, you know, stagger out in our uh, convoy. We would just roll up and down uh, the country. <laughs> right on. So. Um, and how about Romania? What was the... Uh... Uh, the objective there was to help train them because Romania was uh, becoming... Well, maybe becoming part of NATO, maybe not. Maybe just knowing that we were going to be there to support them. So I think it was more or less them becoming part of NATO. Um, and uh, so our job was there. Just basically to go there, train with their military, and just show them that we are there for them, essentially. Okay, right on. Yeah. And then, uh, what was your time span over there for both those? Uh, so Iraq, we were over there for a year, which is really like in a year-long deployment. You're there for like ten months. Okay. Uh, you got a month beforehand bout and a month back on the backside to do, uh, you know, your pre-mo and then your demo. So. You get all trained up. You get make sure you go through, get all your physicals done, and they go through basically. You know, since obviously our mission wasn't necessarily what our job specific was while we were there, we had a little bit more time just going over more or less what we were going to be doing while we were there. Okay. Um, though most everything carried over, but they just wanted to make sure that we had a better understanding of everything. We're good to go and. Then on the way back, it's more just physicals and medical and stuff on your way home. So right, yeah. yeah I suppose so. So it's a month to get before you yeah ship out, and then a month out. Yeah, and then yeah, it was like two, three weeks on the way back. But gotcha. Be somewhere between two weeks to a month usually on your way back. Right on. Yeah. Um, and so those were two separate trips. Yeah, then? two completely separate trips. Uh, our Romania was one of our annual trainings. So uh, when they say that. The National Guard does one week in a month and two weeks a year. That's like the bare minimum. And so I think during the nine years that I was in, there was maybe like one year that that was like the actual schedule that we followed. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it was generally like our shortest ATs were usually around three weeks. 
And then anywhere from that to about a month. Okay. And then... And I guess I, I didn't realize that National Guard did deployment services and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're fully deployable. It's part of uh, an infantry battalion, so... Because I guess ready to go. You're tr- so you're trained as if like you're 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 trained army ready as if yeah. just just the same as exactly the same. on the ground. We just get less time to do what the normal army does. Okay. So we got to condense a lot, and that's kind of where that rolls into with our uh, the minimum. Why I my I was never at the minimum there of uh, one weekend. You know, two weeks is because we would go out and we'd have to get all of that training done that regular army gets done in a year. We'd have to get it done in our same year, calendar year, but we'd only be going for, it's not our full-time job, you know? Sure. So our drill schedule is generally three days, but could be up to, you know, five days that we'd be having, you know, big drills and we'd do that two, three times a year and then have our annual training for three weeks. Gotcha. So... So let's take it back to the beginning of that then. Right. So so what got you kind of started in that? Are you from a military family? Uh, Is it So my mom actually was in the military. She was a chaplain's assistant. Okay. Um but that didn't really have much weighing into it. Uh I dropped out of high school and okay. uh went to the Montana you know uh was it the youth challenge program. So uh went there um while I was there. I was 17. They uh, recruiter came in. They talked to us, and it was sponsored by the National Guard at that point. And so the National Guard was really big into trying to recruit people straight from that. And it's pretty, you know, boot campy style there. And so, you know, they're like, "Well, you're already kind of getting ready for it. You might as well, you know, join the military." And uh, if I'm being fully honest. The reason that I joined was because I was 17, and the recruiter came up to me and was like, Hey, man, um, $20,000 if you sign this line. And I was like, Hey, man, I'm 17, and I've never heard of $20,000. So right. where do I? Yeah, I'll, I'll put my, my name on there. Oh, yeah, I'll call my mom. She'll be thrilled that I'm joining the Guard. So uh, that's basically really how it started, and then you know something that kind of grew into something that I really enjoyed. But, well, yeah. I mean, that's good then, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly don't hear too many stories about people who join up and then don't, like, regret it, you know? Right, Not right. to say I've never heard that story, but <laughs> but not too often. More often than not, it's yeah. like, even if they, were, like, felt regret at first, they ended up liking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's so. some, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. My, my uh, cousin just joined uh, the Marines. Yeah. So it's uh, and I don't really have a lot of military family like my grandfather. I think both my grandfathers were military. It's cool. But other than that, like I don't have a ton in my family. So yeah. So yeah, man, it's a uh, definitely a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to uh, military. You got highs and lows, but I guess the main thing is is you always reflect on all of the shitty times. Yeah. And it's always so much better later on. Okay. Like rather than like reflecting on some of the cool stuff you did, it's always a lot better when you're talking about just how much it sucked when you were out there in the field for like three weeks, no showers, it all was just shitty. It was hot, you're in a desert and I'm sure it makes yeah. the day to day like citizen life all the all the lows of that yeah. seem so minuscule. It's pretty manual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, what what year? Remind me. Uh, you said it, and I missed it. What was the year that you? It was two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I maybe maybe I said it. I don't think so. Trying to think, but trying it's that's so long ago for me. It's like <laughs> what uh, I'm trying to think of like what was going on in the world at that what time. What was going on in the world? Um, as far as like I had a Walkman. <laughs> so that was cool. God, yeah, two thousand eight. That wasn't. I was in eighth yeah, grade. CDs. Yeah. I was listening to the Theory of a Dead Man when I was uh, going on the plane down to Basic Training. That's not in my CD player. You specifically remember that? That's yep, funny. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Like I'll have songs and stuff like that, or TV shows. Like if an episode's playing, it'll like take me back to a certain point in my life. Right. Yeah. For sure. Right? Or any song like that. Yeah. It's wild. So, um, you said you did Tank. Like- yeah. So M1 Abrams. So, and the cool part about that too is uh, the Montana Guard was the first National Guard uh company or unit that uh got the brand new m1 a2 73 tanks so like the newest most badass tanks and as of shortly as of currently they're just now coming out with the set v4 or whatever but at the time we were the very first national guard unit to get them which was pretty awesome but uh i started off with uh the m1 uh a2s and they were great tanks but there's definitely a big technological advances since then and so yeah it was pretty cool <laughs> right on yeah so yeah. and and you did that from the very beginning yeah from the very beginning day one that's what i signed up to do and that's what i saw out all the way to the end and yeah it was uh from day one and uh when I first started off, so I get done with all my base training. Or I go to my base training. Okay, well, let's, let's go back. Sure. I guess we can start there. So I go to base training. It was in Fort Knox, Kentucky. Uh, that was a great time. Uh, I was actually, you know, pretty well in shape because I had went to the challenge program. So just transitioning basically straight into that. There was, you know, a few months in between, but I went basically straight to the base training. Um, and so that experience was pretty cool uh definitely was more prepared than i think 90 percent of the people that were there yeah yeah um and uh it was basically just lots of working out and learning about tanks well the first set of your you have your basic and then you go into your o or your uh mos school okay. well ours was an o set so it was all basically the same thing all rolled up into one and so you start off with just regular basic stuff you learn you know all of your shooting and moving and all of that stuff and then you learn some first aid all that stuff oh okay so everyone learns yeah everyone learns ba- all that basic stuff during your basic training because essentially everyone is supposed to be an infantryman first so everyone in all of the militaries so your basic training is your your basic like infantry skills that you would learn and then you go into your job specific school after that. Okay. So And our, did you decide that you that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, yeah. Right from the get go when I enlisted, this is what I enlisted as. And so everybody that was with me, we were all there to be tankers. Okay. So And I guess I didn't know that that was a thing too, that you kinda just get to choose yeah, in the beginning yeah. what you're they have a whole list of things and you get to basically choose what you do and then you choose the job you want. Are you able to switch out of that if you want? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, 
if you want to change, I mean, there is, you'll have to go to an MOS school and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like as easy and being like, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks and I'm going to go do this job, but uh, it is possible you there's some paperwork. I never did it, obviously, but there is some paperwork and stuff too. And then, if there was any other thing that you noticed just from your time there that you would have right. not to say rather done, right. but let's just say any of the other ones that piqued your interest. Yeah, I don't think that I really would have done anything after yeah. like, seeing everything else. I mean, I talked to Jen. She's in the guard. Um, her guard experience is vastly different than my guard experience. Okay. My guard experience involved a lot of misery and pain and heat and deserts and her guard experience has involved lots of hotels i've seen that getting off at three o'clock her you know going for uh her annual trainings to you know all over the world and having a good time she does a lot more teaching is that right Yeah. so she's a teacher in the army which is Uh, pretty rad yeah and so her last school she went to was down in nashville and they were off every day by like 2 30 3 o'clock and then weekends they had off, and it was just like, basically she was had got to go to Nashville on vacation, and then do a little that. bit of army also. Right. So. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> that's like the side gig. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's got to be pretty, pretty nice to to just kind of you get all the benefits of of the right. military, but not necessarily have to do all the hard work and, and so heavy mine lifting. Mine was pretty well opposite, where we didn't really have a start or an end time most of the days. It was just like, hey, we got a lot of training to do. We got you here for these many days, so we're going to work as many hours as we can every day. We're also going to do stuff in rotation at nights, so sometimes you won't get to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, so what was that like, the first, like, bit of training? Do you do, like, a boot camp then, or? Yeah, yeah, so uh, while I was there, I guess... The basic training was the boot camp type deal um, down there in Kentucky. And it was uh, intense, I guess. You wake up. Oh, I bet. Super early. I don't even remember. It was like 5 o'clock probably every day, maybe earlier. Um, You head out. You go do a little PT in the morning, do some running, uh, do some push-ups, all that good stuff. And then uh, you get to go eat. And then in the Army, and of course I've heard it's changed, but... You know, you also hear all sorts of rumors from everything. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you had very, very minimal amounts of time to eat your food. Cause yeah. You had shit to do. And so they, you know, basically rush through. Drill sergeants would be yelling at you the whole time. You'd sit down. Maybe you'd be lucky and get like a minute or so to eat your food, maybe two minutes. Or maybe you sit down and it just happened to be that the drill sergeant was already at your table and he'd be counting down from 10. And a drill sergeant's countdown from 10 more or less goes 10, 5, 2, what are you doing? You're done. So. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen all that, like, movies and stuff where the military guys are really scarfing their food down. Like, the first thing that pops in my head is major pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, that's not a joke, though. No, it's no joke. Yeah, like, you uh, sit down and you fucking shovel some food in your mouth. So Yeah, damn. So, you ain't got time to do anything else. Then you're up, and then you're off to school. Well, and so. and, okay, so then do you have like like you said school is there like a learning aspect yeah, so, thing? Uh, every day throughout your time that you're there you're doing something during the day that you're learning about something or other so you know whether it's you're going up and you're learning in familiarization with you know the weapon systems and stuff like that or if you're learning first aid or 
hand to hand combat or there's actual like book skill type stuff yeah, that yeah, you're learning radios all that stuff okay so uh which radios they could teach a class on and it's black magic man like yeah radios work or they don't work and if they don't work sometimes the radio guy just comes up and then they just work it's like it's serious black magic huh yeah ask people anyone in the military about radios and they're like yeah i don't know fucking now <laughs> interesting um oh i just had a question and oh okay so like with um with like special forces and stuff like that they do like the you know the breaking period right. where they try and break the guys right. is that something that no. ha- okay no uh people do break <laughs> sure well and that's i mean yeah no it's uh no there's not like uh like a hell week type deal or anything sure. like that no i mean if you wanted to go get into that sort of thing you'd go get into that sort of thing but uh no not for just regular basic training i mean they uh if you can deal with getting yelled at by dudes like it's not like it's more of a mental game do you ever play sports in high school then yeah, yeah. okay so you yeah. were used to that yeah, yeah, yeah so uh that's the whole thing is i mean it's a mental game they're Basically, just testing to see if you have the mental fortitude to. Well, yeah, I mean that be makes in the military, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. You gotta have a little bit of pressure on you. Right. Yeah, and that's the whole point of it is you know, you have a dude who's in combat. You want to. I mean, if you can't even deal with the pressures of getting yelled at by a drill sergeant, then probably not going to deal too well in a combat zone. Right. So. Uh, so you're you're from Montana then? Uh, no. So I was born in Florida. Okay. Uh, then I moved to Canada for about a year, uh, then to Massachusetts, and then to Montana. Okay, so you've but, been around. Yeah, yeah. So when did you move here then? Obviously high school, before, yeah, before high school. Before high school, uh, seventh grade, so it was early 2000s. Okay. I moved here and then, uh, yeah. How old are you? 30. Okay, so we're about, I'm, I'm, I'll be 28 here in a Okay, couple. cool, yeah. So we're right around the same. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I went man. to, you went to... Senior. Me same here. Yeah, man. Right on. <laughs> and then you made it to your senior year then before no, you? No, Okay. No, so I did uh, all of my freshman year, went through that, uh, sophomore year, went through that, and then uh, dropped out at the end of the sophomore year. Okay. Um, and then came back for like a month junior year, and then I decided, yeah, no, this isn't for me when I got my GD. So through your through um, the military, were you able to get your GED? Well, I got it before I. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's what the uh, Youth Challenge Program is for. Us, oh, okay. To go yeah, you get mentioned my GED. That. And, you know, I decided that was the route I was going to take to get it. I mean, do you you have to have that though, don't you? Yeah. To get, to, okay. To get in the military, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, uh, the GED test, by the way, like super easy. Yeah, like I could have just been like, hey, seventh grade, I'm done with that. Yeah, I'm just going to skip the whole high school, probably eighth grade also. And just go take the GED test and probably could have passed. Well, goddamn, anymore with the way, like, schools teach and, like, yeah. some of the bullshit that they pump out. And they don't even have, like, extracurriculars anymore, like oh, that's music yeah. and art and shit like that. It's like, that's the stuff that people, that's what I enjoyed yeah, about school was, was. So do they do, like, career center and stuff yet? That's, yeah, well, when I was there, they did. And I think right. they still do. You would think so. You would hope so. Yeah. As far as I know, they still do. <laughs> but, I mean... Honestly, Career Center is the whole reason I enjoyed my senior year. Yeah, no, uh, that's the reason I wanted to go back there for junior year. Hit up the Career Center and do some of that stuff. Yeah, that shit was cool. 
fun, you know. The only thing I regret not doing at Career Center, and this is crazy because I'm not like a car guy, but was mechanics. Right. Just basic mechanics is good to know. Like, yeah, it's good to get your hands on and learn about all that stuff. And and I've learned a little bit here and there. It's just from work, but not enough to (laughs) to do my own oil change even. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure I could. I'm sure you could. Well, and when it comes to like any more YouTube's, I was about to say that YouTube man, hop on there and. You can basically learn anything. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about tanks. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. this is going to be, yeah, this is a fun that's, topic. So that's the good stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, with the tanks, um, it's 72, 73 tons of just straight-up killing machine. It's just straight-up murder on wheels, or on tracks, but it's got road wheels. So, uh, yeah, no, it is the most badass thing that's fucking on the road, like, it's so cool, and like when you shoot it, I was gonna ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah what's cool shooting a tank like? It's like getting an erection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Except you're in a hollow womb with uh, yeah. four other guys. Yeah. So there's me. There's four guys total. There's me and uh, three other dudes. Uh, oh, it's three guys. In, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, four total. We got the driver down below. And we got the three of us in the upper compartment. Uh, we got a loader, tank commander, and then gunner. So when I got out, I was a gunner, and I was a gunner for my tank commander for like five years. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so you got the like, cool position. Yeah, and like I kind of like stuck it out, and so like I wasn't very good at army, but I was extremely good at tanks. Okay. So I don't. It might not make sense to you, but to people in the military, it'll definitely make sense to you, because like army has a lot of like hurry up and wait things a lot of bullshit that you got to deal with and i wasn't really good at all of that sort of thing i definitely wasn't good at like all the paperwork aspect of that or wanting to do online classes with that sure or any of those like extracurricular things that i was supposed to do but didn't want to do because i didn't really give a fuck about any of that stuff yeah i can't blame you yeah i gave a fuck about tanks i was really good at that sort of thing right yeah so like if I could do tanks without army, that would be a dream job. Sure. Right? But I mean right now, you know, they don't allow us to just go buy tanks and yeah. run around and do tank things. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. So, okay, did you did you do all the positions then in the No, tank? so I never became a tank uh tank commander. That would have been next. I would have had to get my E six and do that. Uh but other than that I was a driver, I was a loader, and then a gunner. So. Okay, so take us through each step, like, or each position, and what, so, what their job is. When you start off, you'll either be a driver or a loader. Okay. Uh, they're pretty interchangeable, except for... So there's definitely schools of thought. It seems like the younger dudes always end up being the drivers. But also, a loader is much more expendable. So if you had to lose a dude, it's the, loader. the loader would be the dude that you're losing. Okay. Like, it's so. kind of the, the easier... Yeah, well, it's not that it's easier. It's just that you can get by without having a loader there because the tank commander can pop over into the loader seat. Okay, okay. And load rounds, but in order to get down to where the driver is, you don't necessarily have to, but you basically need to get out of the tank and go down there, or you can get through the hole, but it's not uh, ideal. Right, okay. Ideally, your loader is your most expendable, dude. You got then your driver, and then gunner and your tank commander is the least uh 
disposable, dude. <laughs> right. So, okay, what's the... Com- oh. <laughs> Thank God it's a thick... That really sucked me in, man. Oh, I know. That one's so weird. Like, that's the only one that's, like, the seat's all worn thin. Oh, yeah, I'll take a little more. I guess there. I need to get new couches, that's for sure. Well, my my mom stayed here for you know I, for a couple months while she was moving, and she had her fucking cats here, and they they like oh. scratched the shit out of it. So oh, yeah, they fucked it up. yeah, so I need to get them in new ones anyway. So yeah, fucking cats. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So what's the commander do? Is that I'm I'm a let me let me take a guess here and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Right, yeah, they yeah. do like the coordinates and all that shit or what? Yeah. So they coordinate basically everything that's going on. So they're the ones. Um, that are in charge of your tank. Okay. Um, and then you have, in your platoon, four tanks. And then in your company, you usually have two, three, maybe four platoons. We had three. And so there would be four tanks in each platoon. And then you have a commander's tank, which is the uh, company commander, which would be your captain or whatever. He has his own tank. And then your first sergeant usually rides with the medics. And then he hangs out with them. Okay. So, uh... Your uh, each uh, platoon breaks down to you have your platoon leader, your platoon sergeant, and then you have your two other E sixes that are uh, basically a squad leader or a tank commander. Right. Okay. You know, in uh, infantry, they would be a squad leader, and tanks were tank commanders. So uh, you're in charge of your tank, and you do all of the, you know your level maintenance and stuff like that, daily maintenance, checking fluids, make sure everything's greased up, make sure everything works properly, make sure, yeah, the tank runs good. Um, and then you have, you know, your crew, guys, and it breaks down from there. Then your E5 is going to be your gunner, who is then the sergeant, and he's in charge of making sure that the tank can do tank things and shoot. <laughs> but... Uh, then other than that, you have you know specialists, privates, all those guys um, below that, and uh, they're the guys that are generally your loaders and your drivers and stuff like that. And gotcha. Uh, as a crew, you become very uh, together, uh, as because you basically live inside this you know metal box. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nonstop, and then when you know you get done with whatever you're doing, you know you're living basically on your tank for however long. So. So you get super close with you guys. When you're in like your group, right? Do they generally like to keep you together for as long as they can? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, aside from promotions, you basically stay where you're at in your tank as a crew. Right on. Um, the most two important people to stay together on a crew are the gunner TC because they're the ones that are coordinating, talking to you know, obviously shoot really big bullets. So. If those dudes, you know, learn how to communicate well together, you want those dudes to be able to stay together as long as possible. Is there generally, like, a universal language that you speak, or do you kind of just learn how each other communicates? So there is, like, standards and stuff like that of how to shoot and what you have to say before you can shoot and what the tank commander has to say before you're allowed to pull the trigger and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, You know, that just involves, you know, identifying targets, identifying that you're both looking at the same thing. You know what you're shooting at and where it is and how far away it is and that we're loaded in with the right bullet and we're ready to shoot. So, uh, and then that the loader's out of the way. Because the tank, when it shoots, it has, you know, the big cannon in the front. Well, behind it, you got this big old breach. And uh, 
it's just a giant mass of metal and it recoils back like four feet three oh, feet shit. yeah so it comes back and it's a lot of mass moving pretty quick mm-hmm. so if you're behind it it'll fuck your day up <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> yeah so uh there's a lot of safety stuff involved i mean the saying is is that a tank is the most efficient killing machine and it doesn't care who it kills yeah right like if <laughs> you fuck up in there i mean it has no problem killing you just as much as you know killing a bad guy so right like, so what's a what is like i i feel like i've been in a tank before you know like when they have them at the fair or something like right, that right. like at so some point i I'd... feel like you're thinking of a bradley because they don't ever bring tanks to fairs sure okay so yeah bradley, yeah uh it's kind of like a tank it's got a turret on top it's got a little gun it's a big gun, but it's a little gun in comparison to actual tanks. Okay. Uh, Bradleys are infantry fighting vehicles. Go so, ahead. uh. I'm gonna turn that They're off. just, yeah, infantry personnel carriers, basically, with a gun on top. So, they're what the uh, infantry guys roll around in, and they all huddle up in the back of those things, and then they can roll into areas and it's all up armored and stuff, and then they can pop out. And okay. Like that. So, a little different, similar, but different. Okay, so that's good to know because I'm thinking of size. Yeah. So what's your general dimensions on the interior of, um, your, of your tank? Like as far as, you know, you got four guys, you said you said one of them's right. down low. One of them's down low, so you got, you know, your turret up on top that spins around. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got three guys up in there, and then the driver's down in the hole, which is the bottom of the tank. Mm-hmm. So he's independent from us. And so he's down there, and he's in a pretty cramped space. So it's about... Like, if you were to be in a recliner... Okay. That's about his space. Oh, wow. And it is, like, legit a recliner. It, he's laid back like he's in a recliner the whole time. So, and it's just, like, boxed yeah, out. he's, like, pretty much well in there, and then he's got three periscopes that he can see through. So okay. So it's just, like, a three-way mirror that keeps, obviously, bullets from being able to get shot straight through glass. So Right. Uh, so he's pretty well-protected armor down in there. Uh, his steering wheel isn't a steering wheel it is more like uh motorcycle handlebars interesting which is pretty cool okay so yeah uh it he's just laid back he's got his brake down there uh, and then parking brake and he's got his handles and they stow up so that he can get in and out and stow back down and grabs him he's got a little shifter thing in the center huh and uh yeah man he's got his own controls to start the tank and do that so he drivers generally are in charge of the hull so they're in charge of making sure that the engine's good checking fluids on the engine uh make sure track's good it's a big deal because you know obviously it's a really heavy machine moving around and it's on these tracks well you gotta make sure that those tracks are going to stay connected to the machine so that you can continue to move around so he's in charge of all that stuff but anyways yeah so where we were at size wise okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's tucked in there he's got his own little recliner he's chilling uh, usually is like the most comfortable place to be in the tank. Um, hands down is the most comfortable place to be in the tank. All right, then you move out of there and come up into the loader seat. Loader has the most room in the tank. Okay. So that he's, makes sense. Yeah. So he's basically he's got a little jump seat that he can sit down on, but normally it's folded down so that he could stand on top of it and then poke his head up outside the top of the turret, and while you're just cruising around or whatever. Um, but yeah, so he's got an area that he can stand in and everything like that, and in front of him is where all the safety stuff is and all the switches, and then the gun is in the very middle of the tank, but he's basically kind of got that area. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then he's got access to where all the 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 rounds are, and they're stored up in the back so that they're all safe. If they were to blow up, we wouldn't blow up. Oh, well, that's nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're all safely stored behind, you know, some armor plating. They got a door to get in and out of there. Um, other than that, uh, then you got the TC. He's got a pretty decent amount of room. Uh, still pretty well cramped in uh, because his chair is about like this. And then I'd say about the size of you know, your okay. one single couch cushion, maybe. Uh, his chair is a lot less comfortable than a couch cushion. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, So he's sitting there and he's got in front of him his screen. So he's got a screen for... Um, he can see basically what I see through the gun, and then he's got a screen that has his maps on it and stuff like that, it's a communication screen, all that stuff, and then he has an information screen to go through and figure out what's going on with Tank. Um, then uh, you got the gunner, who's right below him. Okay. Um, so basically, if he's sitting here, my head's right here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If I turn around, it's just balls. And, and the <laughs> TC is the one behind you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's well, behind that makes me. Sense. Yeah. So, and then I'm down just below him, and uh, in front of me, I got my controls for the main gun. It's uh, kind of like a joystick type thing, kind of like a steering wheel, and it's more like a steering wheel than the actual driver uses. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, well, so. I, I guess that makes sense too because it's on a pivot and all that. So. Yeah. So you got a thing. You turn around, and you're up and down, and then. And do you have sights as well? Yeah, so... Or is it all radar? No, it's all sights. So I have, uh... There's different sights. I got night vision, regular sights, uh... Thermal, and then there's just a... Just straight-up old-school scope. Okay, wow. So that's right your, you know, your backup. Good to go. You got an old-school scope. Uh, but... Yeah, so where I'm sitting at, I got my main GPS or... The gunner's primary site, it's right in front of me. Then there's a big old bowl right here that will show me my uh, IR if I have it on or whatever like that. So uh, I can get a thermal reading of something as well while I'm rolling around. And then uh, off to the side is the basically just a scope. Um, and then, yeah, so I can move and shoot and stuff like that and then if all else fails and power goes down I got some handles that I can twist around and I can move the turret in circles uh, cause yeah manually. it goes full around right oh yeah full 360 right on so yeah I got a little thing that I can turn and move the main gun up and down and look through that old school like scope and then there's a uh, basically uh, a master blaster is what it's called but it's just an old school thing that you twist it and creates electricity and shoots the round. So when you shoot a round, does that recoil within, or does it? Is it pretty good at like? So it mitigates recoil pretty well, but yeah, you feel it. Sure. Yeah, and like uh, the death zone of a tank is anywhere in front of it up to 150 meters, and it's like at like a 30 degree cone. Okay, so even if you're. Gun. Yeah. Within that range, and yeah, you're not getting you hit by ammunition. Right, yeah. You're still getting yeah, fucked Yeah, so up. you feel that shit. I remember way back in basic training when we finally got into doing some tanks. It was the first day on the round, or on the range. Like, 
you're a ways away and you feel that come through you, the fucking shockwave. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a lot of pressure. They, uh, So, uh, yeah. oh, I, I, I would would only imagine. <laughs> uh, so, how much ammunition do you usually carry in one? Uh, people, if they watch this, are gonna fuck me up. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, if, if I think it's forty-two and then five in the hole storage. So you got forty-two just on deck, and then you got five in the hole storage, it, which is just like your real backup shit because uh-huh. you basically got to turn the turret into a certain direction or a certain area so that you can the loader can reach down and get them out of the whole storage so storage in the bottom hole of the tank um but uh yeah that's oh, i want to say that's how many you have and then you got different rounds too yeah i was gonna have. ask about that yeah so you got your sable round which is the number one kind of bullet that you use for you know main vehicle to vehicle tank to tank armor heavy armor all that stuff so uh it doesn't blow up or anything like that it's just a really big bullet okay yeah it's just it's, it's more for piercing than yeah yeah it just looks like a giant dart flying through the air sure um and you would use that particularly for uh armored vehicles heavy armor okay. tanks other things like that mm-hmm. you use that for that and then you got your heat round which you also would use for tanks but it blows up sure uh, you use that for tanks, buildings, stuff of that nature. Uh, then they have the MPAT round, which the heat round might be getting thrown out just because the MPAT round basically does what the heat round does, but you have a selector that you can switch on the cone of it to either be airburst or ground. So if you wanted to shoot at some helicopters, it would airburst on it before it hits it. Oh, wow. And then that way you have a higher probability of hitting it. So on that, does it? When does it know to blow up? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh shit! Okay, so it's. I don't know any of the science. Switch it's a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more yeah, technical. It, it's than, in the book. I don't know. I haven't read that. Far. Well, that's interesting though. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea about that. Yeah, no. So that thing's pretty cool. And then you got the canister round, which is super cool. Uh, it's like a uh, giant shotgun shell. Oh. So it shoots like ten thousand three eighths tungsten balls. Uh, and that's. For people, <laughs> okay, that's the one that you're firing at, like. So that's for yeah, that's for cavalry people. coming in. Yeah. Okay, I got you. That's for truth. That one's uh, super cool. Um, Damn. Yeah, it gets hard. And then uh, right next to your main gun, you have your coaxial machine gun. So I was gonna ask about that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got my machine gun, which is a 240 shoots uh, basically a 308. Um, it's ready to go all the time but basically when you shoot a canister round you generally follow that up immediately with uh shooting the coax mm-hmm. so you fucking spray that canister around and then you start spraying with the uh 240 and that thing's super accurate too like really uh, for a machine gun yeah like it's uh it'll get out there right on. so and that's just a regular like what's the caliber on that so it's basically a 308 it's uh 760 okay. with 54 gotcha so, um yeah, and then uh, other than that, Tank Commander, he's got himself a 50 cal. He's got the Mod Deuce up top, and then the uh, loader's also got a 240. Okay. And so his, he swings and actually like shoots with little butterfly triggers that are on the back of it. And then uh, the Tank Commander used to have to do that in the old tanks, or similar to that. He had a little thing that he could move around with it. But uh, now he, in the new tanks, it's the Crow system. 
which is means that the 50 cal is basically mounted on its own turret and so he's got his own sights for that and it's on its own turret and he's got his own stick to control it and that's pretty cool nice <laughs> right on so there could be technically two of you shooting at the same time yeah yeah and uh there's some engagements that you do so we do our gunneries every year that's part of the train up okay uh for everything so um we have certain gunneries you have uh gt5 and six that you got to get through and uh six is your main graded one five is kind of a practice one but it's also pretty well graded um but you go through and uh you have different uh, engagements that you have to complete, and you have to score at least a 700 out of 1,000. And uh, that's based off of communication time and uh, whether or not you hit shit. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So did you, in, in any of your nine years, yeah. did you ever see action? No. Okay. So, like, we were, you know, in Iraq. Sure. Right. Well, that's, that I guess that's mission. more of what I was. Yeah, different mission, different type deal. Well, even with even with missions like that, I mean, I'm sure things can go sideways. I mean, and yeah, we had an ID go off in front of us, but it's not like action. Well, it's I not mean, like that movie and action and all that stuff. Right, right. right. You like weren't that. in. You you didn't uh, engage. Yeah, yeah. So there was none of us engaging back. Okay. Um, it was we were just cruising down the road. And was that about as like I mean, just wild as it got? Yeah, butthole puckered up. But oh, I'm sure. Um, but at least you were in like the safest vehicle you could have been in. No, probably. so we didn't bring tanks there. Oh, yeah, no, we. That's what I like when we. It was a different job uh-huh. while we were there. Like, we didn't choose that. And basically, right. we got chose for us because we were. At that point, there was no more combat MOSs being shipped to Iraq. Okay. So, and this is with your squad that you're. So I ended up ours as all the, well. The platoon I was, or not platoon, the company I was in actually got dismantled for that. Okay. Because they basically shifted us out. They needed less platoon, or less companies. Um, so I got shipped off to the ALF company from uh, Billings here. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're an infantry uh, company. But we weren't going there to do infantry things because the, politically we weren't sending combat MOSs or combat troops over into Iraq anymore. Okay. Um, so they had us go up there and do a different mission, basically. And that was the convoy security where we're rolling around in MRAS, which is not a Humvee, but it's kind of the idea of it's like a Humvee is just much bigger and much better at taking bombs. Even Humvees still. Humvees weren't very good at taking bombs. And then yeah. They oh, even still. And, yeah, so. If I saw an IED go off, I'd freaking <laughs> clench my teeth a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, uh, they got pretty good at making the IEDs. Uh, they got pretty good at making bombs. Uh, so they made EFPs, which is... I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but... Uh, it's basically a copper plate in front of the explosive. It goes off, turns that copper plate into a molten slug, and that molten slug is very good at penetrating armor. So okay. that's what they had blow up in front of us, and it was in front of us, not through us, or didn't hit us. So, well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely good. Uh, but yeah, it blew the shit out of a 12-foot concrete jersey barrier. 
one of them was completely gone, and then the two that were next to it were barely hanging on. Uh, but other than that, didn't see a lot. I mean, we had mortars and stuff like that. They would happen just every once in a while. Some mortars or rockets get shot into the base, and where I was at, we were actually pretty lucky. We were pretty down south. Uh, I got some buddies that were a little bit further north than us, and they received mortar fire like almost every day. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough for them. Let me ask you about this. So, a lot gets made about um, with athletics and all this stuff with the flag, and we got the Olympics coming up. We've right. already seen our fair share of, you know, yeah. protests and whatnot going on. Yeah. And and you see a lot of it being made. You know, I guess whatever sides, and it gets brought back to. You know, the military, it's a disrespect to the military. I want to ask you personally what you feel about that. Yeah, so I think it's super disrespectful. Like, okay. Yeah, kneeling during the anthem and stuff like that? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I just stopped watching sports, I mean, to be honest with you. Sure. Like, it just isn't part of my life anymore. Like, it just seems like you just got a bunch of dudes that are out there that are just getting paid a whole shit ton of, ton of money to go fucking literally play a game. Right. Like, it's a game. Yeah. No, I, I, I just wanted to know, f- like, from then, a personal standpoint, because I know I've heard different people say different things and whatnot, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, as you can see, I'm a big sports fan. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I also support the military, and yeah. it's like I just disassociate both one from the other. Like, I don't agree right. with that. Right. But I'm just such a big sports fan that, like, that you still into it? Yeah. No, I get it, man. I, I guess, uh, there was a long time where I just kind of missed out on watching football or anything like that. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's like. That I just never really got too deep back into it, and then, yeah, the people. That definitely doesn't make you want to come back into, into sports, it. and I'm like, yeah, man, no, fucking. Well, I mean, I I can't blame you for that, but right. I was just curious because I've never really gotten the chance to ask somebody yeah. who's been in that position. Yeah, no. How uh, they feel about that? Because I've seen, you know, there's. Then they try and be like, "Well, that's not what it's all about." Right, but right. it's not always about that. Like I get what you're saying, like or you know what they're. I'm, I'm right. More I understand that they're trying to do something good here, but a statement and trying to you know bring light to problems and issues that are happening. Yeah, but the way that they're doing it, the it's just not. Yeah, it still it's, reflects poorly upon the people. Yeah, yeah. like I other. Mean, there's other ways of going about it, and that was definitely not the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I 100 percent agree. And that, yeah, we. I just had a conversation yesterday about like the gal who with the hammer thrower. I'm like, who gives a fuck about hammer throw anyway? Yeah. It's like, and you got third place, and you're gonna make you know, it's like <laughs> get first, and maybe we'll listen. But you're not even in a sport that anybody gives a fuck about. What the fuck is hammer throw? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, no, and I'm sure we haven't seen the last of it. And that's what really disappoints me too. Is it's like the Olympics is literally. You're there to represent this country, right? Yeah. yeah. So, if if you if you don't agree with this country, why are you there? Yeah. Why are you there? This is a worldwide thing. Yeah. There's other. There's other. I'm sure events that you could be a part of in that sport. Yeah. You don't get to be part of the Olympics and represent this country that you disagree with. Yeah. No, that makes no sense to me. None. I was just curious about that. (laughs) Okay. Another thing I'm curious about. Okay. Because this is another hot topic. Right. And since you're military, it's it's fun to ask. Okay. What's your input on all this alien stuff that's coming out i haven't oh any of it okay i just know there's no let's go let's get into it i'm I'm, 
Okay, yeah. Educate me. I just know... Well, I'm not any... Well, let me know what you've heard. Let me, let's hear some shit. <laughs> so apparently the Pentagon's been putting out, you know, classified... Not... Well, I guess it's declassified now. Right. Um, videos and... Um, what do you call it? Just uh, radar yeah. pickups of unidentified objects that they don't... They haven't claimed that they're other life or other world. Right. They just say they don't know what it is. Yeah. So... It's like there's this big question of, well, are aliens real now? Because the military is actually coming out and saying, yes, we do have unidentified flying objects right. on radar, and here's the video of it. Right. And, of course, it's like grainy-ass, you know. Oh, of course, yeah. With a spec that's like... <laughs> but they say, you know, some of them fly at altitudes that can't be flown at, and they fly at speeds and drop at, you know, they, they go yeah, from one altitude to the next. that are just... Uh, uncomprehendable. Yeah, yes, and yes. and like with with thrust and with like propulsion that right. is unknown to to military at least. Yeah, we can't get there. So. So what do you think of that? Okay, so my first things first is there's zero percent chance we're the only living things in the universe. Okay, yeah. The universe is way too big. I would have to agree. I 100 percent agree. With absolutely that. no way we're the only living things in the universe. Sure. Like that shit is wild if you think that you're the only living thing. No well, way. when you think about galaxies upon galaxies, like you think of the infinite of space, like it is infinite. Mm -hmm. Something that big, and you're going to tell me that we are the only thing? Like your brain literally can't wrap around the size of how big space is. We can't wrap our like, head around it's a impossible to. Yeah, it's impossible to understand. Yeah. Uh, and then to think, yeah, we're the only things out there. Now, if there's other life forms that are advanced enough that are far enough away that we don't know about them that are coming to visit with us and then heading that far away that is where things get weird <laughs> yeah i agree um you was, it's kind of like sasquatch it's like right if right. it's there don't you think somebody would have seen it by now right and also uh, there is some stuff where like atoms react differently when viewed upon, and there's also a theory that we are expanding space as we see it. Weird theories and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, where yeah. like basically, uh, as we see something, it is being created, which is uh, I don't know. I'm not a philosopher, but it's cool stuff to dive in a rabbit hole on YouTube with. And, uh, what do you think about the possibility of? different dimensions yeah. or different like oh yeah planes of wavelengths yeah yeah yeah, yeah where there's a infinite possibilities and everything's happening all at once like, yeah we literally just died right now but so kind of the rick and morty yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah exactly i did yeah no i i i'm oh you know it's like i don't see how anybody could not be open to that possibility because it's like right it's definitely possible right and what is it the uh mandela effect Oh yeah, where we're already where we got Rick and Morty'd, we're already on a different yeah. uh, timeline now, because shit is different than we remember when, was the, when we were younger and shit like that. Right, so, or like the deja vu effect, where it's like when you experience deja vu, it's because you and an alternate self are experiencing that same moment same at the same, same time. time. Yeah, yeah. I've also heard like with the deja vu thing being like, I mean, this is getting on a different level now right. as far as like reincarnation yeah. it's because you're f like a past life of yours Ooh. is experiencing that same thing again yeah I've heard that too it's like I've already experienced this yeah so it's it's just interesting to like dive yeah. down those 
rabbit holes. That could make me lose my mind, I'll tell you that. No, for sure. There's also uh, theories about that you're the only thing that exists because you're the only thing that you can prove that exists. Right. I so, mean, uh, you could you could narrow it down to as simple as that, too. Yeah, no, like, there's the whole thing that you... Nothing exists until you interact with it. Oh, so... So, like, there's nothing outside that door. Mm-hmm. Until I walk out that side that door, and then my personal conscience is the only thing that I know that is real. So kind of like interacts with that, and that's what's creating it. So like the simulation theory. Yeah, yeah, I got you. See, I like I get that theory. I get it. I don't get it. I just have such a hard time grasping it because like we're sitting here having the same conversation and thinking that same concept. Yeah, I just don't think that. But who knows? Maybe that's like the whole plan is that we know about it but right. it makes it so much more unrealistic that we exactly. know about it or we, we like can even think right. about it like maybe I'm not real I'm just part of your figment of your yeah I'm like plugged into a machine I'm plugged into the matrix yeah, I'm just that's it and I'm just living this whole right, we're just here exi- maybe it, we're existing for somebody else's fucking life right now oh dude I that's the whole thing is we're just bots <laughs> in the uh, in the world waiting to be interacted with Oh yeah, the main character. I well, I think about that sometimes too. Like if I'm playing a game, yeah, and it's like you know I'm playing this game, but what if somebody is playing a game of me? Right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of that idea. Oh, yeah. Also, or or what if I'm a movie that somebody's just like watching, or I'm the script that somebody's writing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, uh, what's the Truman that? Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Truman Show, or <laughs> like uh, have you ever seen uh, Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah. That yeah. Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like that. Okay. You never know, man. I mean, like you said, infinite possibilities. Yeah, anything's possible. And I fully believe in that. And especially, like, you know, we know the physical... Like, at least we can say we understand the physical world if it's the physical world and not a simulation. Yeah. But we know what's... That there are infinite galaxies out there. Yeah. So you know there's infinite possibilities. Right, yeah. There's other shit happening. Even if we're not talking dimensions, we're talking, like, physical... Right, yeah, that's out here that we can see and yeah. that is in our dimension mm-hmm. that's happening right now damn that took a turn <laughs> yeah what, what, what were we talking about we uh, talking about military yeah we were oh, but, okay, cool, yeah. but um i wanted to switch off that anyway we uh, n- not that we couldn't talk about it all day right right yeah, but um i want to ask like what are some things that you personally now because you're you're i'm done done yes yeah, yeah. okay so what do you do, like, you got your business, yeah, yeah. which we'll plug one more time. The DC Construction of Montana. DC Construction of Montana. I'll remember that because that's my initials. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> so um, we can talk about that here in a minute, too. But, like, what are some hobbies? Like, what do you like to do in your free time? So, free time stuff. I like woodworking. Ooh. Woodworking is fun. Right on. Make some pretty stuff. Make some stuff for our house. That's interesting because... Um, I have a relative who's, uh, well, kind of my, he's my sister's co- cousin. He's my cousin. Right, yeah. Um, and he was uh, military, yeah. and he does woodwork. Like, oh, that's really? what yeah. his job is now. Is nice. he, that's super cool, yeah. He makes signs and shit like that. That's super cool. That's kind of end goal, I think. Uh, oh, wow. If uh, things go well and stuff like that, we I, I eventually, that's kind of retirement plans. Is cool. Woodworking. So do you. Uh, hobbies, elaborate yeah. on that a little bit. Like what? What? What kind of woodworking specifically? Uh, furniture building. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, built a lot of the furniture in our house. I built our entertainment center, and uh, we have a way overpriced thing for putting shoes on by the door. 
It's a little bench. Oh, but store shoes. Just the type of wood that you use yeah, or whatever. So it's got a eight quarter walnut top on it that was like three hundred dollars worth of board just for Shit. the top. So <laughs> walnut's not cheap. No, walnut's not cheap, but it's pretty. So oh, absolutely. Uh, and then I built a pretty sweet little coat rack and stuff for our house. And then right now, um, I agreed to do this job for uh, friends of mine just because I really wanted to dabble in it, and I knew it was going to be a lot more precision woodworking than just you know construction so i'm uh building them a custom handrail for their house uh for their stairwell and right it's on. all made out of hickory and stuff like that oh shit right on yeah so so do you do like side jobs like that then for yeah is that like a pretty common and so thing? that's kind of like my thing right now is that i'm pulling back from the business more and i started a full-time just job in construction just so that I could do less. Because before it was literally like working every single day uh, mm-hmm. with my business. And so now I'll pick up small jobs with the business where it's something that maybe I want to do okay. a lot. Or something that maybe I can sub out to guys. So if it's like a roof or something like that, that I can sub out to guys that's small enough that they get done on a weekend or something like that. that I can have a crew show up and do it. And these are the guys that I've been having do it for me for that past five years. So it's like basically train them now to where I can allow them to be at the job without me and so shit like that then I'll you know pick up those jobs but uh that's kind of my whole main thing right now until probably the kids get a little bit older and cool you know so do you have your own like shop then no oh okay I do everything out of my trailer okay so yeah I got my trailer it's my tool trailer it's got all of everything i need and uh eventually i would like to have a shop but we're waiting well you have a space really... though that you that you're able yeah, to so i got plen- tons of room to actually spread out and stuff like that and get everything built but and you know with me doing the construction thing having to have all of my tools mobile works pretty good and then eventually i would like to have a separate from my tool trailer tools and have my shop tools and a bigger table saw and all that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you got the woodworking. Right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, family, man. Okay, yeah, it's I was like, going to ask you about that time. anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I can't imagine. Yeah. So I I've, I should know by now, but... We got three kids. Three kids, okay. Three kids. And how... Um, so we have uh, two eight-year-olds okay. and a seven-year-old. And so she came with two, I came with one. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. So, so you all have like your own. Yeah, yeah. Neither, none none of them together. together. And people yet ask, or no. okay. Never. People always <laughs> okay. ask that shit. No, man. Like hard family of five is a lot of kids. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, absolutely. There's there's five of us in that house. And Especially when some of them are already just growing up. It's yeah, like they're big now. Like yeah. Restart and that want no part of that. Well, so. you know that's pretty awesome though that you guys are able to you know have each other's kids and like treat each other's kids as your own right yeah like i guess i've never really put my head in the space of having kids yet right so it's like i've always had a hard time like imagining myself not having a kid of my own right so like i you know the older i get yeah the older i get the more the more confident or the more like comfortable i am with the idea right but that's just it's really cool that especially with the fact that you both have kids anyway right. you can understand each other's yeah, yeah. ground so it's like it's a lot easier to right. look at it in that perspective um, but yeah no uh, 
kids take up all of our time. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> well, I've met a couple of them just yeah. from being through work, work and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, we always got birthday parties to do and all sorts of shit to do with the kids. But other than that, we like to go camping. Oh, that's We got cool. a razor. So yeah, yeah. around on the razor. Cool. So that's fun. Uh, How old's the youngest? He's seven. Okay, that's not too bad. Like, no, no. So we're, now you're starting to get into school we're activities and shit? We're to get to the age where we're hoping that by next year we can... Well, cause, yeah, we're hoping that by next year we'll be able to have the kids come home and be home alone. Yeah. Where we're getting the time where we're not going to be paying for daycare after school. Oh, God. I can only imagine that's like a relief. So sweet. And then it's like you can go out and have like a date night or something yeah, like that. Yeah, leave. And like trust that they're not going to burn yeah. the house down. Yeah, and they're going to be okay. Yeah. They know how to use the microwave and the air fryer and the toaster oven. Yeah. And so, and they know where the fire extinguisher is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or how to dial nine one one. Right, yeah. They can call us up on the dot and stuff yeah. like that. They're they're set up. So, I mean, it, we're getting to that point now where we're going to allow them to have more freedoms, and we're going to be able to step away and not have to be there with them at all times. And so, to go and restart that whole situation would be a nightmare. Yeah, that's a no go. I can imagine. <laughs> okay, well, and you're both on the same page, oh, I yeah, imagine. Hundred okay. percent. Yeah. 100%. Well, and, and she's still active military too, so it's like yeah, so she's in the garden, so she's gone all the time. You know, at least once a month of that. And so with. Oh, sorry. Go, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna ask, how is that for you? For me, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's a lot better being on this side of it, I guess. Okay. I mean. Uh, I'm the dependent now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know. It's cool, man. Uh, it sucks when she's gone because, you know, it's always shitty when your other half's gone. But uh, is it pretty – well, their kids are older, so it's – Yeah. But is it, like, pretty easy for you with when you're just kind of taking – Yeah, so I understand it more. So I feel like for me it's a lot easier being like, oh, yeah, she's gone doing her training because, like, I understand her being on her end of the thing. Right, right. Opposed to I feel like a lot of times that – your significant other is just going to be less understanding of, you know, why you got to be gone or why it takes so long or why you're not talking to them all day, every day. And like why you can't be texting them all day and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, so like when she's gone, like I'll, I'll talk to her pretty much every day, but like not a lot, you know, yeah, she'll yeah. call me at the end of the day or whatever. And we'll talk for a little bit, but like we're not texting each other all day long. Cause I mean, well, you get... You got shit to do, and on top of that, like, she's somewhere else, she's experiencing things, and, you know, she wants to, you know, have fun and stuff like that. Right, right. Well, and, like, and you've been there, and, like, she knows that you're doing stuff, you know, you got right. stuff you're doing here with the business, with the kids, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, it, isn't it great, kind of, being in a, in a relationship where both parties are yeah, mature we're, and yeah, under... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah full-on adult relationship yeah i wonder what that's i i I don't know what that's like so (laughs) maybe one day it's it's fantastic man yeah uh we communicate well and we understand that you know we don't need to talk to each other throughout the day all day every day like i've fucking seen that with a buddy of mine oh god gets upset because this lady's not texting him back during the day or something i'm like dude fuck you doing even texting her man got shit to do (laughs) yeah right like that that kind of proves that you're just sitting at home alone yeah yeah. (laughs) she got shit to do man so uh it's nice though yeah having an actual adult relationship and then also with uh being gone jen always hooks it up 
So oh yeah. Before she leaves, like most of the time, she'll like cook us out a bunch of freezer meals and stuff like that. Get it all prepped up. She labels it. Tells me how long to put it in the oven. Like all that stuff. So like I can cook like meat extraordinarily well. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I can cook a bunch of meals extraordinarily well. Oh god. <laughs> so like if we wanted like a meat like chicken or pork or beef we wanted that cooked up with some vegetables on the side and maybe some potatoes i can do that but i can't you know go into the pantry and pick out a bunch of random stuff and throw it into a casserole dish and be like hey it's lasagna yeah yeah, yeah so uh, i'm right there with you man <laughs> yeah like and she's like one of those people that understands and like literally can just walk in the pantry and just look around at what we have and she just keeps staples of different foods that we always have. And she can just cook like 30 different meals just off the top of her head by walking in there and seeing what we got. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. See, and that's, oh, God, that's another like beauty of a relationship too is it's like, you know, yin and yang. Like she's got this, you got that. Like right, you yeah, both yeah. kind of have a little bit of something that it comes together as one oh, yeah, really yeah. nice. Like if you want a steak cook though. I can cook the best steaks. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I might have to try that out sometime. Yeah, for sure, man. Because red meat is is a king for me. <laughs> like, I'm a carnivore at heart. Yeah, you ever heard of uh, sous vide? I don't know that I have. Okay, so it's... Uh, uh, just a little bit. Um, yeah, that's good. It's uh, basically cooking in, like, a water bath. Do you need some more ice? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, so, yeah. To be, it's basically uh, a water bath. Um, you, uh, you know, like in a kitchen or whatever, they got like their prep containers, those big containers that they like have lettuce and all their vegetables or all anything like that. It's like that big plastic container. Okay. Um, essentially, you take one of those, fill it up with water, and it's got an induction circulator, and it goes in there and circulates the water through and heats it up to a very specific temperature. So mine goes to within a tenth of a degree. And uh, what I do is I take my meat, throw it into a uh, bag, uh, vacuum seal bag, and I throw in uh, garlic butter usually, and then uh, rosemary, throw it in there, and uh, seal it all up so that the water doesn't get into the bag, you don't lose flavor, it's not like you're boiling your steak, but uh, you throw that into there and you just let it slowly come I have up heard to of temperature. This. I have heard of this. Yeah, so... So uh, it cooks in the bag. So yeah, it stays within the bag, totally cooks up to temperature in there. And then the beauty of it too is like, you really can't overcook it. Right. So like I set it to my temperature, I use 115 and uh, I let it slowly come up and I'll usually let it sit in there for like an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. It doesn't really matter. You just, you Cause really, once it's at that temperature, it's not going to get any at higher. Temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, you pull it out and uh, cut it open, pull the meat out, and it looks terrible. And you just, but you, you pat put, it dry, and then I take it over cast iron, sear it. Yeah. Yeah, and it is fucking a. It is the perfect stick. Okay. It's extremely tender, like as tender as it gets. From edge to edge, it is medium rare, and it has just like the perfect crust. And then I throw in some, uh, you know, fresh cut up garlic with it and uh, get that a little crispy throw that on top and it is done like right on yeah man it is so 
I so I imagine like the longer you keep it in the water, right? Does that kind of like affect the tenderness or like the or yeah, maybe so the seasoning of it? The tenderness all around, sure. Uh, is it'll make it more tender the longer it's in there? Because like marinating a little longer, right? With all the yeah, kind of I guess with the butter same, and stuff like same that. Deal. Yeah, it just it's sitting in there, basically at its cook temperature for a very long time. So yeah, um, I don't know. There's a dude on YouTube, Suvi Every Day, who uh, does that stuff, and he. Uh, does experiments where he leaves it in for like a month yeah yeah it's not I mean, don't do that but <laughs> <laughs> i just watched an interesting one about like uh dry aged and then butter aged yeah, yeah, yeah have you seen that yeah yeah that's that was interesting and they and everyone said the butter aged was so good yeah i want to try dry aging so bad and we're going to i mean the first step was to get the uh vacuum sealer because you just got a special bag for it mm-hmm. for the dry aging and then uh the next issue is somewhere to do it hmm. because it's not something that smells particularly pleasant. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to dry age for a month in your fridge. Right. You have to deal with that. Well, yeah, every time so, you open your fridge and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Why do I smell this? Yeah. So uh, got a mini fridge that we're going to throw out. The problem is I can't put it in the back deck because we have our freezer. And uh, if we tried both of them hooked up at the same time, trips breaker. So okay, gotta come up with a new clever solution to get that done. Um, but yeah, that is the next step: is dry HCV. That'd be badass. And so we also have uh, Jen just got me a uh, pit boss smoker for Father's Day. Is that like the oh okay like with the pellets or yeah, yeah with the pellets yeah Ooh. so it's kind of like Traeger but just like I think it's way better and okay it uh. Traeger's the name, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure same they're all... Same concept. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They do the pretty much the same thing. But yeah, so mine's got a uh, thermometer that it hooks into the actual, you know, smoker, mm-hmm. and it'll Bluetooth to my phone. So, like, I literally don't even have to walk outside or open the the lid to check the temperature. Tells you. So I can just set it, throw it in there, turn it on, set it to my temperature... While I'm smoking, and just walk away. Wow, that's f- never have to open anything up. Never have to even walk outside to look at the temperature. I just look at my phone; it tells me exactly what it's doing and what the internal temperature of my meat is. Damn. Yeah, no, it's fucking amazing. So now this is a, a thermometer that you stick in the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's interesting. It's awesome. Those smokers are fucking. Gold. Smokers are getting out of control now. But they're so good. It's though. so good. Yeah. And then you can, but the best part is you can select like your, your chips type, like you, yeah, you can pick hickory or fucking maple right, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, we're just running hickory in there right now, but yeah, we have like a whiskey blend. Yeah, I mean, there. there's just, I mean, Ace has like bags and bags of just like different flavors and right, stuff, right. and it all complements different types of meat and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, and I, I'm assuming it has like a hopper, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and you. If you want, you can just fill it halfway right, or however full. If you want, and then you can empty it out if you want to. Yeah, if you want to try a different, different flavor or something yeah. like that, if you're doing a different kind of meat. Yeah, dude. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love it so much. I'm well, so jazzed. So, like, I, I get the concept of propane where it's right. even. Yeah. I get the concept of charcoal where it's right. uh, fucking get some fire, get the some smoke flavor. and all that. Yeah. But charcoal is nothing compared to wood. Right. Like wood, right. fucking, that's the real flavor. It's the flavor, yeah, no. You, and you can regulate the temperature with like a... It's a lot easier, too. I feel like wood's a lot easier, too. For I sure. Mean, 
I don't know. I guess back when I used to try charcoal grill, I was bad at it. So I was just bad at grilling in it's general. Just, I was just young. The thing with but, charcoal is so hard because you can't like regulate the heat, and it's hard to eat like find the heat evenness. Right. And with the smoker too. I mean, now you set your temperature too. Exactly, right? which is and great. That is just the easiest thing. It's like the perfect blend of both worlds. On top of it, like if I wanted to sear on that thing, like I open it up and it's straight flame shooting flame right on the steak. It's ready to go. So I actually haven't seared a steak on that. So that's what we got to do. Okay, I think yeah, yeah. I think you gotta come up and okay, gotta try her out. Yeah, sounds uh, good to me. Yeah, no, because it gets cooking. This thing is because I tried to sear steaks on just the propane grill, and that mm-hmm. just it wasn't hot enough. It wouldn't get it. Sure, so it wasn't the same. Well, you don't get that flavor either. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's why I started going over to the cast iron. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited to try it on this. Uh, just opening that thing up. Yeah. That could be interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't. Cool. Um, yeah, you guys. Well, I don't want. I won't disclose where you live. I know where you guys live. Right. Yeah. So. Um, my band is playing a show up there in October. Right. You guys right. come check it out. Yeah, dude. We're definitely we getting I mean, Gen Talks Pope. We got your stickers and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. So we got. I got the hat. I didn't wear the hat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Hat. Nah, I know so you're good. Hat. Yeah, I don't. We don't need that shameless <laughs> self-promotion. I do that enough on here. So, yeah, no. And we're, well, just anytime you guys want to come check out a show. We're, we're playing a bunch this the next couple months. So Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. What else was I gonna? Oh yeah, so you guys got any plans for the fourth or? Uh no, so plans got ruined for the fourth, uh, as you know. Uh, oh, because the band. Yeah, Yellowstone shut us down for fireworks. I think usually. it's statewide now. Uh yeah, they so, just announced a uh, well, drought. Laurel just announced that they're gonna allow if you're within city limits. I did, I saw that, and I, I think that. that's because Laurel's basically gonna be on fire anyways because of their fireworks show. Yeah, that shit just rains down the whole fucking town. Anyway. Uh-huh. So, um. Unfortunately, where we were going to go is to my buddy's house, which is in Laurel, but it's just outside of city limits, so we're like, is it, or is it not? Okay. But playing it on the safe side, but usually what we do is we go spend way too much money between us and then our friends. We all spend a lot of money, and we buy a shit ton of fireworks, and we blow them off. Just do your own show? Yeah, we do a pretty decent show. uh, But yeah, this year kind of got ruined by that. We got some stuff for the kids though, but we're still gonna head out there to Laurel. And I've, yeah, Laurel's out. Laurel's a good spot anyway. Like it's yeah. a good enough show still, you know. Yeah, no, the Laurel show itself is actually pretty sweet. And if you got yourselves a little distance away, and you can actually see it without breaking your neck and feeling the thunder, then <laughs> and, and you don't have to deal with like the mayhem of getting out of there. Right. Yeah. No, that is always the worst. If you know the back roads, take the back. Oh roads. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's the only way. Yeah, I've, I have no plans this year either, so... No. I'll probably just... I'll either go to Laurel or I'll just go dude, drink. I feel like sometimes it's just like, that's how... It, when I was a single dude, like, I was like, yeah, man. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Fourth of July, I'll come around and I'll see what everybody else is doing. Definitely barbecuing. Right, Finding yeah. somewhere to eat fuck some... Fuck, yeah. ...meats and do all that shit. So, fuck, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, cool, right on. Well, I guess before we close it out... Um, I did want to ask you about your business and all that stuff. So right, right. Um, we can plug that one more time. But uh, tell me, like, what your basic, you know, all the stuff that you that I do. Yeah. yeah or, so or or what what, a, what the company itself what I'm about deals yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's just general uh, general contracting. 
I deal with a pretty vast amount of everything. Um, but seems like as of last year, there's a lot of hail claims, so I dabbled a whole lot in siding and roofing. Um, what I would like it to shift more toward is just interior trim work. Okay. So that's kind of something that I enjoy more than anything else in the trades is just doing uh, trim work. It's more detailed, more slow-paced. Okay. Um, you get to actually, you know, test yourself on your ability to do very fine details. Okay. And make, you know, precision and make things perfect. So uh, I think that's uh, my favorite thing. I've done quite a bit of jobs like that. And like I said, I'm like building a, you know, custom uh, handrail right now. Like it flows more into what I like doing. It's closer to woodworking than, yeah, you know. That makes sense. Stud wall, so. And you said you're kind of taking a step back a little bit. So you still own the business. Yeah, so I still own the business, and I'm still keeping my business. Yes. But it's not going to be my full-time job anymore. Do you have somebody who, like, manages? No. or you know, It's no, all you? It's all me. So, okay. Uh, basically, I have the option of either saying, yes, I can take a job, or no, I'm not going to take a job. Okay. So you, and then just let Some you. jobs, you know, I'll take. Some jobs, I won't, because I just not going to be able to schedule it in or fit it into my time schedule. And How many employers like do you have, or employees do you I don't have? have? I don't have full-time employees. Okay. Yeah, none of that. So it's just me. I see. Yeah, like, it is just me. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's solely me, and that's the company. Shit. Um, I have people that I hire that I've been hiring for specific job-specific things. If it's, like, a big job or something. Yeah, and stuff like that, and they'll gotcha. help me out. But uh, other than that, yeah, no, it is. Mostly residential? Yeah. All residential. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I did one commercial job for the insurance company, but yeah, it's basically all. They just wanted me to rip out a wall for them, so. Okay. Ripped out a wall for them. (laughs) Well, let's fucking plug that name one more time. All right, DC Construction of Montana, and uh. Do you want to put out a contact or anything? No, no. Okay, okay, okay. Like I said, it's word of mouth, and like I said, it's not something that I'm full bore into. Okay, okay. It's more or less just, uh, my side gig sure at this point i'm stepping back from it being a full-blown full time job so, okay yeah. well if, it, if anybody needs any you know any small jobs down? small jobs small jobs down. or if you need some woodworking you go to know yeah. yeah if you want some furniture you can, built let me know <laughs> you can get a hold of me you can get a hold of dan yeah. whichever way works word of mouth and then um i was gonna ask you too real quick uh any benefits out of the military that you are like getting or uh no uh i use the va still yeah so i'm locked in with them so i guess technically uh when they did the old uh you need to have health insurance i wouldn't have had to have health insurance i could just said you know the va is my health insurance and then wouldn't so that's technically a benefit i guess you could say are you eligible though for 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 just like what no no so i don't have any disability or any of that stuff no right okay but like um I guess with the business and stuff, were you able to do anything with that? Uh, like no. starting up the business and stuff? No, I didn't. It was like, or a home that. buying and stuff like that? Yeah, so there is stuff that I could still use. So I still could use. I like, I never used any of my college. But you could. But yeah, I could. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, first time home buying like and then the VA loan and stuff like that for okay. that stuff. It's, uh, it's still there eligible. There is definitely, to you. yeah, eligibility is there for from that and then. Do you get a retirement and stuff out of that? No. no. So if I would have put in the full 20, then I would have got a oh, retirement. Oh, it's 20. Yeah. So in the guard, you got to put in, or in either or, you got to put in your 20. 
in the guard you put in your 20 and then at 65 you can start collecting your retirement just like a normal retirement gotcha but, uh, and then every year active duty that you do while in the guard it takes a year off of that and then there's ways of going about it to where when you retire you can start collecting your retirement the day you get out so. gotcha are you eligible for like military discounts shit like that yeah so okay. like you know going to stores and stuff like that a little military discount Right on. You know, get a free meal at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, year, so. or yeah, the the Veterans uh, Day deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I used to work at uh, Olive Garden, and nice. dude, that day is like second to Mother's Day. Like it's game it's busy, on. busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool. Like it was always fun doing that yeah. shit. So, right on, man. Well, hey, thank you very much for All doing right, this. Yep. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll get the word out on your business and stuff. Hope everybody out there has a happy Independence Day. Want to thank every military, active, and pa- uh, past duty uh, for their service. Yeah, you bet. And uh, everybody out there. Oh wait, I forgot one thing. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah. I always like to ask my guest before okay. we sign out: Is there any? Because like the show is called Life's a Garden. Right. So I like to ask the guest any positive or motivational message you want to give out to the guest. Oh God! I wish I would have known this was coming. Or guess the listener, I should um, say. Live with a, a might-as-well attitude. So, uh, you know, sometimes you get a little bit lazy and you don't feel like putting shit away or anything like that. Like, if you're getting up to already go to a different room, live by the might-as-well and just grab the shit that you weren't going to fucking throw into the trash or bring into the sink or didn't feel like getting up to do and go do it so might as well well and that leads to bigger bigger yeah, things it's one step grow, time. grow and grow and grow hell yeah help you out right on well cool. you heard it right here everybody out there have fun have be safe this weekend and don't forget life's a garden dig it <laughs>